morning. Uh, kids, you are dismissed if you're K through five and you want to head back to the back corner there to see Pastor Jake. Good things are in store for you as you hang out together. So head on back there, K through five. Have a great morning. Thankful for um, Christy and the team leading us in worship through music this morning as Pastor Matt uh, gets a little time away and gets a little time off. So it's a blessing for him. All right, so we've got a picture coming up here on the screen. When you're driving down the road and you see that, how do you feel? Horrible, I heard. I hear chuckling, nervous laughter. What, what, does, that, what does that do to your heart and mind right now? Yeah, maybe a little fear. Not an ideal situation usually. Usually we're not real excited about the engine, check engine light coming on in the car, right? Um, so what do you do in this case? Well, one thing that I do sometimes is I have a little device that I bought that I can hook up to the car underneath the dash, and it'll tell me the codes that are going wrong, right? It'll tell me kind of what the mechanic ends up finding out and the mechanic ends up having to fix. So I plug this little machine in, and it'll tell me the codes. And so I can read these codes, understand nothing about them. And then the other thing that this little gizmo does is I press a button and it resets the codes and the lights go away. And I just go back to driving. Everything's good to go, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> Used to be black tape, Neil said, over the light maybe, right on the dash, yeah. Um, so some of you know that uh, a, few, uh, a few months ago, we gained uh, two more drivers in our family. We had a couple 16-year-old birth, 16 birthdays, and that makes, means that uh, five out of six of us in Team Olson are licensed drivers. And so then what we needed was we needed to add a car, so we added a car. And as you, imagine, as you might imagine, we added a car that has a lot of miles on it, but we're thankful for it. And, uh, and as of right now, we have this light going off. And believe it or not, even though I've taken it to the shop and talked to an expert and not just done what I would want to do, believe it or not, what they've got us doing right now is hitting the reset button and continuing to drive a bit longer until we have more to go on. And so, you know, there's this, there's this it's kind of a strange feeling, check engine light, heart palpitations, eh, reset the button. But eventually, eventually what? Eventually something's going to have to be done, right? This, can't, this limping along, this light coming off and on can't, can't keep happening. Uh, well, my name is Derek, and I'm the lead pastor here. And in case you're not aware of this, uh, I have been on sabbatical much of the summer, uh, getting some uh, time away. And, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about my sabbatical this morning. And... Uh, when we, before I left on sabbatical, when we were communicating to you what a sabbatical was all about and why the need, some of the language we used was that uh, due to the unique pressures and schedules and stresses of pastoral ministry, um, I was needing to take a sabbatical break. We, part of our rhythms at Faith Church for our pastoral staff is to provide this sabbatical break. And I, and I, and I do experience that. That pastoral ministry has unique challenges and schedules and stresses. I love what God has called me to do, but what God has called me to do does come with some, uh, some weight. I don't say burden, but, but some significance to what the responsibilities are. Does that make sense? 
And so we communicated that due to that, well, and what I would say is due to those significant stresses and unique challenges of pastoral ministry, the check engine light comes on once in a while. Now, in in my life following Jesus, there are ways that regularly I uh, can address the check engine light or prevent the check engine light from coming on. Certainly, it's important for me to spend time with God every day. Certainly, the weekly rhythm of Sabbath or, or having a day off of work and, and committed to the Lord is an important part of our rhythms. Those are things, taking time off, connecting with friends, being with my family. All of these are things, uh, as I seek God, that I can hopefully get a temporary reset of the check engine light. Uh, But then, I'm thankful that we are part of a church family who has designated this more significant break called a sabbatical, Uh, and this will be on the screen as well. Here's what a sabbatical is. A a sabbatical provides the pastor an opportunity to step away from day-to-day responsibilities for a needed, intentional season of rest and renewal that strengthens his spiritual health and helps him be effective in long-term ministry. So... Um, This morning is quite unusual because uh, at Faith Church, we are committed to teaching God's Word. That has been your experience of me, is that what we do together when we gather on Sunday mornings, when I come up here, it's to open God's Word and to teach us from God's Word through a passage of Scripture. And so uh, this morning is unique because we're not going to do exactly that. And yet, I hope that as I, if you don't mind, I'd like to share with you a bit of my sabbatical, how that time was spent just a glimpse, uh, just a glimpse of some of the things that God is teaching me, and my hopes is, my hopes uh, are, is, whatever, is that along the way this morning, uh, you will be encouraged as well. Uh, And I I pray that what we talk about this morning, what I talk about this morning then, I pray that God will use it to spur and encourage each of us as we follow Jesus, as we experience life of ups and downs that sometimes the check engine light comes on. And I think as I share some of my story about how God used my sabbatical and what I'm learning, I pray that God would use it to spur you and encourage you toward establishing rhythms in your life to prevent the check engine light or to address it when it does pop up. Um, What I wanted to say, first of all, you know, I'm going to go into a little bit of detail as I can. I still feel like this morning in the time that we have, it'll just be scratching the surface. And I still feel like in the coming weeks and months, I'm going to learn even more about what God Uh, was doing with that time, but I did want to start with just a big overall statement is, overall, it went really well, it was really needed, but it was really beneficial. And so overall, before I get into some details, what I would want you to know is how thankful I am to you, my church family, to our leaders, and to our great God for providing uh, that really, really um, privileged time to connect with him, to be rested and refreshed. And so uh, it was needed, but it was beneficial. It was effective time. I really feel that way. Um, Probably one of the best indicators was, I told you last week, I was excited to be back. That's a good sign, right? (laughs) So so it was an effective time. Uh, So so the question is, I come back from sabbatical for me, and this is where I think it might hopefully... hopefully can bring you along here this morning, is for me the question is, is how do I take what I've experienced in in my time of sabbatical and and continue that forward into everyday life? How can you uh, establish these rhythms? How how do we um, seek the Lord's grace uh, to care for ourselves well so that we can love him and love others? So 
So I'd say the first piece, uh, the first piece that I'm just going to mention um, of the sabbatical was just, just simply the break, just the, the, the change of pace, the difference from the normal routine, change of scenery, so maybe just a mental, emotional breather. I just was so thankful for the time to really unplug, to be off devices, to be out of communication, to be um, uh, r- truly unplugged, truly away uh, and, and, and a very unique, really first ever extended period of time where I could invest in my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, uh, and, and what, God, do you want to do with this time? And so what a blessing, what a blessing um, to seek God's face in that and ask him to help me continue to grow. If you read your Bible occasionally, and I hope you do more than occasionally, and we read the stories of Jesus... And we read how busy Jesus was and how much he had going in his earthly ministry. What do we often also see right in the midst of Jesus' busy ministry? If you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will frequently see it mentioned that Jesus withdraws. Goes, maybe it's dark, still dark. Maybe, it says, or maybe the passage will say it's early in the morning. It'll say Jesus withdrew and got solitude, and got away, and spent time, what? With his father in prayer. Church family, I mean, maybe this is just the silliest, most obvious statement, and yet I think we need the reminder, if Jesus needed to get away and connect with his father and spend time in prayer, guess what? So do we. So do we. Psalm 62 Verse 5 is on the screen. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. Jesus got away early in the morning while it was still dark. He found solitude. He withdrew from the demands of ministry. And he spent time with his heavenly father. So in terms of me getting this extended break, um, on one hand, I got to say, on one hand, it was easy to be gone. Now, hold on. Now, see what I mean by that. On one hand, it was easy to be gone. And why I say that is because we have some awesome people around here. One reason that it was easy to be gone for me is because of you, church family, because God is at work in and through you, because we have godly leaders, because we have a gifted staff team, because we have uh, all of you seeking God's direction and using your gifts that he's given you to serve the body of Christ. And so in some ways, it was easy to be gone because I'm so thankful for you. And what I've seen as I return is how clearly it is one body in many parts. The Bible uses the picture of the church, of the family of God as one body, one family, and in it is many parts, each of them contributing, each part significant, each part needed. And I haven't even yet heard all the stories of the last few months, but I know from what little I've already heard of how it was one body, many parts around here. And I'm super thankful for that. Uh, On the other hand, so on one hand, it was easy to be gone. And on the other hand, I got to tell you, uh, it was hard to be gone. And it should have been hard for for it to be gone. On the other hand, it was hard for me to be gone because I missed you, the church family that God has given me. And while I got to experience uh, Sunday worship in some different ways, it wasn't the same. 
I was away from my church family. I missed my church family. I missed gathering together to seek the Lord together, to hear your voices lifting, lifting high the name of Jesus. So in some ways, it was easy to be gone. In other ways, it was difficult, and it should be difficult because we need the body, because we need church family, because gathered worship together in person is critical and important. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, like I said, as a pastor who's, who's in this room uh, 46, 48 Sundays out of 52, I don't have the opportunity to see what God is doing in other church families. And so that was a unique opportunity of sabbatical. I was able to worship in some other places with some other people who I love and, and see some pastor buddies that, I'm, that I wanted to encourage. But I missed you, and I missed being away from church. And that's because that's the way God has made us, to be connected to a church family. And so as we look at that scripture on the screen, I just want to encourage you and thank you for being here for making this a commitment to your life, to making this a rhythm to your life. And I would urge you that when you are here in gathered worship, that it not be going through the motions, that we not take for granted the opportunities we have to lift our voices together, to listen to the word of God, to pray for one another, to care for one another, uh, etc. So that's definitely something that was, became increasingly obvious to me, something that God was showing me as part of my sabbatical. So um, in terms of some timeline, again, I feel like I'm barely going to scratch the surface, but in terms of timeline, one of the very first things I got to do, I preached my last uh, sermon a few months back on a Sunday, and on Monday, Amy, my wife, and I were in Sisters at uh, Kareth Springs Lodge, which is kind of like a B&B style pastor. Uh, retreat center for pastoral couples. And so what a joy, what a blessing, what an honor to be able to wrap up my time uh, with work and the next day be over in um, gorgeous sisters, blessed by the hosts that were taking good care of us and uh, cooking yummy food, blessed with time to have just Amy and I together uh, while family took care of the, the kids, which was awesome. So what a great start to sabbatical, just rest and time with Amy and time in God's glorious creation. Speaking of which, I got a couple of photos for you here. This is um, the retreat center, a, a working ranch, and this is the view out the picture window in the living area. And anybody ever have this experience? Pictures do not do it justice. That's the sisters right there behind those trees in the center. And I got to tell you, in person, boom, the sisters. These mad, majestic, glorious mountains, they were right there. I felt like I could touch them. Lame picture. <laughs> because God's creation is glorious, and it shouts his name. And a significant part of my sabbatical, I have to say, I, marked, I, I noticed myself marking parts of my sabbatical that were significantly tied to being in God's creation. And that's not by accident. God's word is clear. Uh, here's another picture. Uh, same property across the pond. And again, the sisters look lame in the picture. They were awesome in person. And they make you in, in awe of what God 
has done. The Bible in Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And so part of my sabbatical, whether extended or whether daily or whether you have opportunity weekly, should include God's creation, the mountains and the lakes and the skies and the weather and the rivers and, the, and, the, and everything. And let it put you in awe of the creator of all things. So certainly I said, you know, first of all, just kind of part of the sabbatical was just a break. Just getting away, new environment. The next thing I want to, of course, talk about is the spiritual aspects, the spiritual growth part of sabbatical as I asked God to use the time that was a gift to help me to grow in, in walking with Jesus. And so, um, first of all, I, I just want to mention, you know, even for those of us that have a rhythm in life of spending time with God, and, and my rhythm is daily in, in normal life, even not when I'm on sabbatical, my rhythm includes daily time, almost always, I miss a day here and there, but almost always daily time with the Lord to, to put myself at his feet and hear from him and to make sure that he's the focus of my life. But I got to say, one of the gifts of this sabbatical was I already have this rhythm and now to just do this rhythm with no time constraint. What a gift. I have a, lot, I have a few different things I like to include in my times with the Lord in the morning. And now I could just do them until I was done. I could add a little time. I could skip one. I could go back to another one. It was incredible. And so I think we need to be um, looking for opportunities in life to spend these longer chunks than usual of time with God. And of course, time with God starts especially with being in his word, being in the Bible, so that this is, this is the primary way that we have opportunity to hear from him. Um, I read recently that our spiritual vitality, our spiritual health, is, uh, is manifest in, in our appetite for the scriptures. And here's the quote from John Owen. If you have no appetite for God's word, then your spiritual, state is in, your spiritual life is in a bad state. As we follow Jesus... And as we seek to be with the Lord, and as we look to make Jesus the focus of our lives, and as we learn to submit and, and live by the Holy Spirit, you're going to hunger for God's word. And so, and so it's going to lead you here to studying his word and hearing from him. And the Bible tells us itself, 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every, word, every good work. And then Jesus himself in Matthew 4.4 4 said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so, church family, be in God's word. Uh, allow him to speak to you by committing to this rhythm in your life of, of devotional time that includes hearing from him by reading the Bible. Um, some of you know me better than others. I, I think sabbatical was a great opportunity to get to know myself more. And I do feel like a couple of things I learned about myself that I, I you know, maybe had already known, but I came, became even more convinced, more clear on. Uh, one is that my, my personality includes a, a lot of, uh, a lot of <laughs> I'm an achiever. I'm a doer. I'm a checklist guy. 
I take a lot of satisfaction from accomplishing stuff. So there's some downsides to that. I need to tone that down sometimes. I need to make sure that I can uh, relax and rest at times. But I'll tell you what, when applied, even applied to my time in the Word, my time in the Bible every day, a little bit of competitive kind of helps me. So uh, if you don't already have it, there's an app on your phone called the Bible app by YouVersion. And uh, the Bible app, I'm sure, and there's other tools like it, but the Bible app has been a really helpful tool for me because, uh, you know, it keeps track of reading plans. It helps me stay on track with reading through the Bible in an organized fashion. I love reading through the Bible in chronological order. Our Bible, as it's arranged in your hands, is not in chronological order. So I like using a Bible reading plan that helps me read it through in the order it happened. And usually I get through the whole Bible every year and a half, two years. And we want to see the big picture of the Bible like that. But the Bible app just helps me because it tracks my progress. And then it kind, of, it kind of pokes at my competitive side. It'll tell me how many days this week I was in the Word. How many days I missed. How many consecutive days I can rack up. How many total days so far in 2002 have I been in? So I'm, I admit it, I'll check. Like today is day 240 or 41 of 2022. And then this will tell me how many days I've been in God's word. Now, I guess I better be careful with my attitude, right? But, the, but it's not about our accomplishment. It's not about, it's not about me being impressive in that way. It's, it's, it's what do I need to do? to be in God's word and to hear from him. That's, that's my heart there. So if you're looking for something to do to stir up your affection for God's word, to stir up your appetite for God's word, maybe, you know, jot this down, maybe start this this week. If you're not already reading something, read through Psalm 119 in the coming days and ask God by his grace to make Psalm 119 true of your heart. Psalm 119 describes what the, what the author thinks of God's word, of how he's dependent on God, of how he looks to it for instruction and encouragement and reminder and conviction. And so read through Psalm 119 in the coming days, if you want that assignment, and ask God that by his grace he would make that true for you, that you would grow in hunger and need for, for God's word. Uh, Britt McCracken wrote a book called Wisdom Pyramid, and I, and I could talk more about the book, but I'm going to keep moving for the sake of time. But I'm actually about two-thirds of the way through this so far. Really like it. Uh, he's, he's encouraging us as believers, where do we find our wisdom from? And he kind of took, he, remember the old idea of the food pyramid? Yes? There, back in the day, there was this thing called the food pyramid, and it would tell us, okay, we want to eat this much of this fruit, food group and this much of that food group. Remember that? And it was trying to get you a healthy diet. His idea is, where does God's wisdom come from? What, are, what do we need big doses of, and what do we need small doses of? And of course, you can see on the bottom there, the biggest dose we need is God's word. And here's a quote from that book from Brett McCracken. Do we wake up in the morning with a hunger for the sweeter-than-honey daily sustenance of Scripture? full of God-given nutrients that have fed billions of people over thousands of years? Or do we instead go to the vending machines of our smartphones, snacking on whatever addictive candy appeals to our tastes in the moment? I know you've heard it elsewhere, and so I don't need to say it to be convicting, but it's convicting to me 
as well. When you wake up in the morning, where does your hand go first? When we sit down to start our rhythms of our day, where is our, where, where is our information intake coming from and in what doses? And that book, uh, Wisdom Pyramid, is just an excellent way to think through what are my sources of information and in what doses, and is that leading me to God's wisdom or not? So, um, I, you know, obviously I mentioned as part of my sabbatical, it was great to have these extended times with the Lord to, to take my daily devotions routine and, and have, have that unhindered. And, um, and so what a blessing to be in the Word, to be reading a psalm each day and then asking God to use the psalm to help me pray, praying the psalm, teaching my, letting God teach me how to pray by taking a psalm and, and, and praying through it saying it out loud, adding to it, listening for the Lord to speak to me. Um, memory, mem- uh, verse memorization has become a part of my rhythm, which was never a part of my rhythm before. I still don't feel very good at it, but I want God's word in here so that it's what comes up here when I need it. Um, my times with the Lord also not only include uh, the Bible and, and prayer and, and a psalm, but usually reading parts of some kind of devotional book, too, that, that's helping me think about Bible and theology in a new way. And, um, and I think here's you know, one of the main takeaways. Again, I feel like I only have time to scratch the surface. I also feel like in the coming weeks and months, I'm going to even know more about how God used my time on sabbatical and what I learned. But I know that here's something I've been really thinking through, wrestling with, I think hearing from the Lord on. Um, I'm 47 years old. Uh, I've been through a lot, and yet I've got a long ways to go, you know, and, and yet I think I'm increasingly aware of who I am, increasingly aware of and increasingly settled with, increasingly okay with who I am, who God's made me to be, what he's called me to do. And, um, and so in multiple ways, by time with the Lord, by time reading some, a book in, in particular during sabbatical, I just feel like I've come away from, from my time on sabbatical um, with just increased desire and longing to learn to be with God, to be present with God in my life, that there's so many things I could be doing that there's so many responsibilities I should, should have, but how do I, by the grace of God, just increasingly be okay with who I am and resting in him, um, being present with him, learning to live by the Spirit, not by my own ideas of what works, not by the demands that other people put on me, but how do I learn to submit my life and surrender to what the Spirit of God is telling me? Because that's going to be the best place for my health and it's going to be the best place for me to be in order to be any help to you. Um, I'm always struck by this part in Mark chapter 1. Here's a verse on the screen. And the context of this verse is that Jesus was busy. And that there was a lot of demands on Jesus' time. And right before this verse, Jesus has been teaching. And everybody's amazed. And he's been healing people. And people are well again. And he's been casting de- evil spirits out of people. And people are gaining freedom. And so he's in high demand. He's, he's got this miraculous, amazing ministry of God himself incarnate living on earth. And all these things are happening. And so he's becoming a popular person. 
He's in high demand. People are coming out of the woodwork to line up for more health, more help. Health too. And this part just strikes me. His disciples come to him and say, Jesus, these people are lined up. They're looking for you. And Jesus says, let's go to the next town that I may preach there also because that's why I came. There was a lot of need. There was a lot of things Jesus could be doing, a lot of good things. There was a lot of demand on his time, and yet Jesus did his best. Didn't do his best. Jesus did honor the mission he was given. He knew what the Father had given him to do, and he said, these are good things. Those are awesome people who I love, but this is what I'm called to do. And so I just, I just am encouraged by that too. It's challenging to hear, but it's encouraging to hear that Jesus kept his eyes on the Father and on, on his mission. And so as I get back from sabbatical, I think, you know, I, I hit the ground running. I could be pulled in various directions. I could have my schedule dominated by the tyranny of the urgent, by just what comes up, by just what notif- notifications paying on my phone or whatever. Or how do I continue out of sabbatical and into the rhythms of, of normal life Hearing from God, living by the Spirit, um, staying in the, in, the, in the lane where God has me and where God wants me. Uh, church family, I will let you down at some point. I will not be there for everyone at every time. But I'm not the Savior. Who you need is Jesus. And I'm increasingly convinced that God's care for you is, is one of the main ways that God gives you his love and brings tangibly his care for you is through the body of believers, your church family, through the one body, many parts. I'm increasingly at peace with who I am, how God's made me, what he's calling me to do, and I will, I will go at it with my whole heart, I will put all my effort into it. I will ask the Lord by his grace to carry me forward. And then, and that's what I can do. <laughs> well, as is no surprise to you, or me for that matter, it's taking me longer to get through my notes than I thought. But that's okay, because we're probably gonna, I'm going to probably cut it off here in a few minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little longer, and then I'm probably going to cut it off, and then we're going uh, to wrap up the worship gathering. And then if you're able and you want to stick around just for a few more minutes, uh, I'm going to be back up here, make myself available, tell just a little bit more, field your questions. Uh, I know that you care about me. I know that you're interested in sabbatical and what that means and what that looks like and what I learned. And so part of that is sharing with you from up right now. And then part of that is uh, after the worship gathering this morning, I'll be uh, back up here for a few minutes um, just to see if there's anything else I can uh, explain or answer. Um, so let me just go a little more quickly through a couple areas, a couple more areas of my sabbatical. Um, I, you know, I mentioned my personality of, of checklist. I mean, it was, it was great fun to uh, accomplish things, even though I was, not, I was uh, having time away from work. You know, I use some of my sabbatical to uh, do stuff around the house, do outdoor things that need to happen, and it's satisfying to uh, be active and to work hard and to see things accomplished. 
So that was part of it. Uh, but obviously, uh, a big component was physical rest. Um, getting enough physical rest and change of pace so that that could benefit all the other aspects of life. So uh, again, just want to thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I think that the sabbatical was needed in that area, but also super beneficial um, that I did find it to be uh, restful and refreshing. And I felt I could notice significantly at different parts of the time how, the de- how I was feeling like the decompressing was working, you know, how I became increasingly refreshed and lighter and, and excited and looking forward. And then, and then to be noticing that along the way of the sabbatical and yet still have time ahead was such a blessing. Um, time that would be necessary because had it been cut short and, and I would have to rush back, then, then you lose some of that progress of, of letting go and decompressing and, and finding refreshment so that we could hear from the Lord, so that I could uh, get healthy uh, in every, spiritually and in every way um, and come back um, ready to go and excited about what God is doing at Faith Church. So that just, I feel like the time was substantial and so therefore very effective and so therefore um, just super thankful for it. Um, so part of physical health, I mean, I mean, physical rest was key, but part of physical health also meant physical exercise. And uh, I don't know about you, but I had gone a while without any significant rhythm or any significant built-in patterns of ex- exercise. Um, difficult couple of years that had gone to the wayside. So as I've gotten refreshed in recent months, one of the things that well, I was able to use sabbatical for was to get some uh, physical health, physical exercise routines going, uh, some, just some personal workouts at home, riding my bike more, intentionally riding up James Howe. Why would anybody do that? I don't know. Just because it was hard. <laughs> Yeah, so I could ride down, yeah. Yeah, but the riding down wasn't worth it, the riding up. Uh, And uh, I know my wife is really excited to report this to you, that after five years of teaching spin class twice a a week at six in the morning, I went. (laughs) And she would have been happy if I went once, and I would have been happier if I went once. But I've been back five more times. I'm getting my tail kicked, but it's really good cardio, and I need the cardio exercise. Uh, so that's been a, a newfound part of my rhythm. Oh, dang, I shouldn't have told everybody out loud because now I'm going to feel pressure to keep going. I didn't give her any promises of how long this would last. Um, and then... Um, Two more areas. Part of my mental refresh, some of my, you know, part of using the sabbatical to get uh, newly encouraged, inspired uh, ideas, etc., would be a lot of reading, a lot of reading books. I've shared with some of you already in recent months that as I got healthier and as I got free of some weight um, several months ago, one of the things that came back into my life, I've, I've always been able to maintain a lot of reading to study God's Word to help be ready to teach you on Sundays. That, that discipline I had maintained, reading for study. But reading for pleasure, reading fiction, reading other biblical and theological information that I'm just interested in, a lot of that had gone by the wayside. And so uh, about since November, 
It's been a joy to just add reading back into my rhythms, and uh, I've read a lot of books since then. Um, maybe uh, if you stick around afterward, I'll list some of those. Um, but one in particular, I'm just going to mention one right now. This is probably one of the best books I've read in the last few weeks and during my sabbatical. Uh, it's called Love Kindness by Barry Corey. Barry Corey is the professor of Biola University in Southern California. Biola is where I went to seminary, where I did grad school. And uh, Dr. Corey wrote this book in 2016, right in the midst of the stress of our culture of um, well, all that we've continued to experience, political tension and racial tension and uh, different, uh, different opinions on this and that and all the things. And it was timely when it came out. And I never got, in, got to it until this year, and it was very timely this year. It's, I feel like it's one of the best books I've ever read. And I think it's a book that Christians need, and I think it's the book that churches need. And if I had a prayer for us as a church family, it would be that Faith Church would be known for its kindness. Is that as Dallas, Oregon experiences Faith Church, and let's, let's make it more personal than that, right? As the people of Dallas, Oregon, experience the people of God of Faith Church, may they experience God's kindness. This book is about biblical kindness, the way of Jesus. This book challenges uh, the way that we interact with people. It's convicting, but it's inspiring. Um, Sometimes we think that kindness then means weakness. Or that kindness then means I can't have a strong opinion. And no, and Dr. Corey says, no, we can have firm centers. He calls it a firm center. Like we have convictions. We have truths of God that we can hold on to. We also can have opinions that we come to in our own studies in our life. And we can be firm on those. We can have what he calls a firm center. But here's what he warns against. He says, let's not have a firm center and hard edges. Because a firm center with hard edges, and do you know what I mean by hard edges? My facial expression, my voice when I respond to you, my opinion that I'm the only one right, those are hard edges, right? And he says, and he says firm center with, with hard edges is harshness. And the opposite is that. He said, let's not have, I'm not saying we have to have spongy centers <laughs> where I don't have any conviction and I just go wishy-washy. He's not saying that. Spongy centers with spongy edges is, is, is pushover, is weakness. So what love kindness calls for is firm centers with soft edges. And I think it's the way of Jesus. I think it's biblical kindness. And the Bible says in Romans 2.4 that God's kindness is what leads us to Repentance. We, we, don't, we don't turn from our sin and turn to God because God's angry and has hard edges. Romans 2.4 says that we, we repent because of God's kindness. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance, to turning away from our sin and turning to the Savior. And I think as part of our salvation then, we are increasingly like Jesus and we are increasingly like our Heavenly Father. And as our Father is kind, we are increasingly kind. And then for the sake of time, the last part I'll mention um, just as a component of sabbatical, and then I'll try to maybe do more detail if you stick around for a few extra minutes, uh, is just the family piece. 
and, and I'll go a little broader than just my family, but cer- certainly my time with my family was significant and a blessing, and I love them, and I'm thankful for a unique time in life where I was able to really be uh, dad and husband. And, uh, and then certainly more, broader, bro- more broadly than just my family would be our, our friends and our extended family time with different people. We had, uh, throughout our sabbatical and some travel that we were able to do, some of the biggest blessings of our sabbatical was rich time with people. Um, God has moved my family a few different places over the years as ministry has taken us a few different places. And in each place, one of the ways that God has cared for us is through the people of God and the, the, the Jesus followers that he has put in our life. And so to travel this summer and to see some people that you don't see often enough, but that you pick up right where you left off, you know what I'm talking about? What a blessing fellow Jesus followers, family. Um, uh, what a gift of God's grace. 1 Thessalonians 2.8 says, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel good news of what Jesus has done, but we share our lives as well. Part of the gift of the sabbatical was the shared lives with my family and with friends and with, um, with so many so, um, and, and, and as, uh, as you would expect, um, as, as, all, as even a normal summer of mine would, our sabbatical also included some specific chunks of, of more, you know, vacation-like uh, excursions and fun and togetherness as a family and doing some things that we made a lot of memories. And, uh, and so, um, I'm sure you'll get to hear some more about those at different times as you talk with me or as you stick around this morning or as you ask my family, but... Team Olson, I love you. So I'm going to stop here for now, and then we're going to lift our voices in song, and then as we're going to dismiss the worship gathering, and certainly you are welcome to go home at that point, and we'll stick around and say hi to one another for a few minutes as we always do. I, one of my favorite parts of Faith Church that I missed is the time after we dismiss. If you're, if you're not always able to stick around and enjoy and meet and, and share life and, and meet some folks, and, then you're missing out. So I encourage you, don't miss that. But anyway, we'll do that today. We'll spend a few minutes, and then I'll come back up here for those that you want to stick around. We're not going to do that a long time. I'm talking 15, 20 minutes uh, after the worship gathering, maybe five minutes after the worship gathering. I'll come back up here. I'll be available for a few more minutes. I'll answer questions. I'll tell you a little bit more that I didn't get to, um, just because I want you to know uh, I want you to have your questions answered. I want you to be encouraged about what sabbatical is and how God used it. Um, so I'll be available for that. Um, but but I, I hope it's not just telling my story. I hope that, it, that God's had something for you this morning. As I come back out of sabbatical and I try to incorporate what God was doing into my daily life, how do I maintain some of that spiritual health and rest rhythms even as my to-do list gets busy again? The same for you, church family, right? How do you do all the things that you have on your plate? How do you fulfill all the roles that you have? Job and family roles and and to-do lists and tasks that come. I, I know. So how do you do that while simultaneously having rhythms of rest and seeking the Lord and hearing from him for your spiritual health? for his best for you. Father in heaven, thank you for an opportunity to be with my church family this morning, to share a bit of what you are doing. And as I do that, I pray for them.
I pray for each person here and in our church family that are not here this morning. We acknowledge to you, Lord, that this world can be busy. We acknowledge to you, Father in heaven, that we can feel pulled in many directions. We acknowledge to you that sometimes it feels like too much. The demands, the responsibilities, the relationships, the pressures, the stresses. And so we come to you. And God, by your grace, would you help us not just come to you once every so often when we've run out of other things to do. Would you instead call us to your feet every day? Would our daily rhythms include lifting our eyes to hear from you, lifting our eyes to see you, opening our ears to hear you? Would our weekly rhythms include a day of Sabbath where we set aside our work and focus on you? So, Father, we are so thankful for your love for us through Jesus. We when we see the cross, we are thankful for the cross. We are thankful for the fact that you are a God who came near to us, who sent his son, and that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus brings us life. Thank you, God, for forgiving our sin. Thank you for making us right with you. Thank you for adopting us into your family. Thank you that life, salvation, life now, and life forever is found only in Jesus. May we look only to Jesus for all that we need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.